Hello, everybody. Sorry, we're running a couple minutes late. We're just getting things settled. So I am Steve, and this is the Dark Tower group read we started starting this month. And I'm here with my wife, Brandy. Hello. And we're joined today with some some people who are joining us for the read along and Kayla just stepped away. So Summer, do you want to introduce yourself and let us know about your channel? Hi, I'm Summer Thompson. I have a channel named Cozy Reading with Quaker Cats. And I read all different types of genres, so. And uh, Stacy? Uh, Stacy from Stacy's All Booked. Um, I read, I read almost all genres, but mostly fantasy. And, uh, and, and when Brandy makes me some romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my main go-to romance. And of course, our, our friend, author, Jeff Lane. Hi, I'm Jeff. Uh, I don't have a booktube channel, but I do read all sorts of genres. Though so my uh, my home base genres tend to be horror, sci-fi, thriller, kind of speculative uh, genres. But I'll read anything, really, honestly. Awesome. And of course, Kayla Lenzen is here as well. She's back. Hi. <laughs> hey, Kayla, do you want to tell us a little bit about your channel? Um, I have a YouTube channel, and I talk about horror and Stephen King mostly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of breath. I, my kid ran in here, so I had to like run out and find my husband to take the kid. <laughs> so we know what that's like. Yeah, we do. <sighs> yeah. So who here is uh, who's here reading is reading it for the first time? The Gunslinger. Who's okay? So half and half. Okay, so um, let's start with uh, Stacy since it's your first time. Like like us, what did you think of the Gunslinger? Oh, I'm sure that, that uh, you guys don't want to hear about my experience. I did not enjoy uh, The Gunslinger, but I kind of went into it with the expectations that this was kind of an introduction to the series, and there wasn't a whole lot of, ex I shouldn't have a whole lot of expectations. So I did, I was able to finish it, which you guys know, usually if I'm not enjoying a book, I'm very quick to say like, no, this isn't for me. But I did um, finish it. I really enjoyed some parts of it. And then I did feel like some other parts I didn't need. Um, so I gave it two stars. Um, I know I've heard a lot of, uh, I've gotten a lot of smack from, from people I know big fans of it. But it has not made me less excited about the rest of the Dark Tower series. I am really excited to move on to the second book. So. There was enough in the book to make me go, hmm, there's potential here. I just didn't enjoy The Gunslinger. That's fair. Uh, Kayla, how was your reread? Um, it was good. Like I said, I, I kind of stopped skimming through it at one point. <laughs> but um, like it, it's still fresh because I read it in January. So um, my first time reading it through was a different version, which I mean, I already told you guys that. But you know, this this version I really liked as a reread because of all the foreshadowing he added into the story. I just, I don't know, I really liked that. And there were some things in the first, when I first read it through, I found really confusing. And I'm starting to wonder if that's because, you know, because he, he did change the story a little bit when he rewrote this just to make it all fit better because he's he doesn't plan, he didn't plan the whole series out before he started writing it. So um, it makes me wonder too, like maybe if if I read this newer version, if it would have just made a lot more sense than the very beginning. But I liked it. I, I think I gave this four or five stars. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I don't, I don't see why everyone doesn't like this one. Like, I don't know. It didn't bother me. So. And uh, Summer, you, you haven't finished the entire series, right? You've read half. Yeah, I, I, I finished the entire oh, yeah. series. Yeah. Except for there's a novella, the prequel, I haven't read yet. But I think it's only in graphic novel. So I have it on my bed. I should have grabbed it. But yeah. And is that Summer? Is that the Little Sisters of Illuria? Is that what you're referring yeah. to? Okay. Yeah. 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 There, there is. It is in a. Um, it is in a novella like format, not graphic novel. If that, if you can find it that way. Okay. It's in yeah. Everything's Eventual. Oh well, I own that. Oh yeah, it's in there. Yeah. Okay. Hey. I just haven't read that yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I I enjoyed it more this time. The first time I read The Gunslinger, I hated it. I mean, I just. I didn't know what was going on, and I, I didn't I didn't really care for Roland or any of the characters, um, and I was angry at Roland and couldn't understand why it seemed like everybody wanted to sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after reading the whole series, now as I, you know, rereading this and and like you said, Kayla, this was I read this edition, which was different from the first one that I read. Um, I enjoyed the writing much better this time around, so. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Jeff? How was your, uh, you've read the series, what, four or five times? Um, at least, yeah. I have, a, <laughs> I have a, a strange journey through the Dark Tower. I started reading it. I started reading it with the third, third book back in like the early 90s and then went forward a couple books and then backtracked. And so I've been all over the series. This is so. This is not even my first time reading it this year. I read The Gunslinger twice so far this year because um, I started doing another reread with someone else. Um, but yeah, I, I like it, and I agree with you. I, I did the first time I read it. It was the it was the old version, which I can't really remember much of now or, or know what's different. I'm sure there are comparisons out there. I think some of the allusions to um, Magus and and what happened with um, Susan are are new to this edition, kind of backtracked and put in. Uh, I, I think there's probably more references to the Jericho Hill battles and things like that. But um, I think that when I tell new people about the Dark Tower series, I always say, if you don't like the first one, keep going. If, if you don't like it by the end of the second one, you're probably not gonna like the series, but you know, tough it out through the first one. Yeah. It's not to say the first one isn't enjoyable. If you like the first one, then you are gonna absolutely love this series. In this time reading it, what I found was, I almost wonder if this book becomes more enjoyable if you tack it on at the end again. So if everybody, if people would read the series and so many layers and mentions and foreshadowings and things in here that make a lot of sense when you know the end of the story and you realize there's a much deeper thing going on in this book than you could ever have imagined your first time through. Hmm. What did you think? I, this is helping me so much because I was pretty much confused and I, I really want to like it. It's so different to me than other Stephen King I've read. So it's like just kind of a shift for me. But I'm going to hang in there. I, I, I like that what Jeff just said and, and what you guys are all saying. Because um, it, I did find it, like Kayla said, some, it's confusing. Just confusing. Um, 
but some of the the interactions and the story was was good i don't know i i don't really know what to think yet i want to wait and it does seem like very much like you have to keep going yeah. i think i on the forums i said if you take this book as world building and an introduction to the character of roland then then great it is more than that it's not really that i was kind of being a little coy when i said that uh but if you for new people coming in and reading it if you kind of put it in that box and then move on to the second one, I think you'll enjoy the series a lot more. Yeah. You know how like some people kind of guess what they think is going to happen? It's it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like I felt like this book, is, especially with each book, you kind of expect it to go in a certain direction and it never goes in that direction. It's just, it, it literally just all comes out of nowhere and it works, you know? Well, I, like Jeff, I think you mentioned it, take it as a prologue is kind of the way I approached it. So I, I went in assuming I'm not going to know what's happening, but when uh, going through the book, it almost seemed like a, um, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but it seemed kind of like a, like a purgatory or like some, like a hallucination, something mm -hmm. that things are just weird. So that's kind of the way I yeah. just, I had like an introduction. So. Did you enjoy yeah, that's it? What I was wondering. Um, I was confused. I wasn't sure what was happening or why or, uh, but there are some, I have some tabs in the book of some questions and the thing is, I know you guys can answer what, if I'm, can't give me too much detail, but there was a few that I was confused whether or not the, cause I don't know, I know nothing about the dark tower. I haven't, I know absolutely zero. So I was wondering if the boy and Roland are the same person, cause there's a, there's a line that uh, they become like the boy becomes him and he becomes the boy. So I was wondering if that was, uh, so yeah, wait, when if they're the, the same boy person. goes away, he let that part of him go, or no, I forget the line, or... but I did. I thought that the first time I read that, too. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you if it is or not. <laughs> I definitely had those thoughts, um, when I was reading that, and then you know, when what happens to him, I thought that that's definitely what that was. But like I said, whatever you think. <laughs> It's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to go that's in the exciting. opposite direction. It's exciting to hear you say that because I love books that take that where you want to guess what's going to happen and then it's not. Right. It's like you want to be proved wrong because it just makes it more fun. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the, the number three has some kind of importance in this series, I'm guessing. I think it does in, in almost every story. Number three is. A magical number, you know. I thought nineteen was the magical number. Ooh. <laughs> There's a couple. That was one of the places where I was disappointed because when I found out that she said it, I wanted to know more about what the heck did she learn. There was a lot of points in the book where I was really getting excited, and then when it ended, I was like, "Wait a second. So that's. But, but if you learn what she learned, then you'd ask the gunslinger to kill you too. So. That's true. That's okay. You don't want to go down that path. <laughs> I will say the number 19, I'm you picked up on that, Stacey. That's a good one. Uh, that's not, without spoiling too much, that's not the last time you will hear that number. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> These were the kinds of things that made me excited to continue the series as well. So even though they, they were sometimes the most frustrating points of reading it, it was very intriguing. I was like, oh, now i got to find out what it is that she found out 
And um, I think for me, the I w- it was about a three-star book until the end. Because oh, you really? go through this entire journey. Can we spoil now? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You can spoil Gunslinger. Spoiler warning. You go Spoiler through warning. this entire journey. You three can journal. spoil. We, us three that have read it yeah. can't spoil. You can't spoil. Okay, spoilers for the Gunslinger only. Um, you go through the entire journey with Roland, chasing after the man in black. And then when you get there, there's no, you know, duel or fighting. It, they just sit down at a campfire and have a chat. And I was like, Oh, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> so right. I was, I was like, that's what put me off. Um, and there were parts in the story where I was getting a little bit like zoning out. I was having trouble focusing. Whenever it would backstory to his, I was all into learning who he was. And but then there were times where it's like, this isn't interesting. Um, it, it just was a very polarizing book. There were times where I was really excited and intrigued and other times where I was like, oh, he's in the desert again. And, you know, so, and it was really the last bit that I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's how it ends for me. That's strange. I, the last chapter or so was, that made me more interested in the series, I think. Oh, definitely more interested in the series just disappointed with how the book came to a conclusion. It didn't oh. feel like the conclusion of a, of a novel. It felt like the beginning of a full book. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you, if you go into expectations, like Steve, you said you, you read it thinking this is just a prologue. I still expected this some culmination to the climax of the story. You're chasing after the bad guy and they come to a head and you expect something. Even if the bad guy ends up escaping, there's going to be some conflict. But there wasn't. It was just a conversation. As and Kayla said, whatever you think it is, whatever you think it's going to be, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about says, power. Even the man in black says this is, what do you say? He called it the beginning of the end or something like that. Or the end of the beginning, I think is what he said. I want to reread that whole scene again because I feel like I missed a lot in my irritation because there was a lot, he talked about he was coming to the three doors. So you know that's leading up into the second book. How much of that was there in the original? Did he know he was going to be writing the next book when he wrote this? I'm curious how much of that conversation in the end was in the original Gar- uh, Gunslinger? I don't know. I don't remember. That's the challenge that I that I have with this because I only, I only read the original the one time. So I don't know how much of the, the stuff the Oracle put in about the three and then that conversation with the tarot cards at the end. I don't remember how much was in there. Uh, I do know when he wrote it initially as a kid, so he wrote this as a sophomore in college and Mm. he actually published it as five short stories that were sort of like interlinking short stories, but they weren't necessarily meant to be a novel or I don't know if he meant them to be a novel. And then only years later, like 12 years later, was it after he'd become famous and become Stephen King, was it re kind of worked and in, shaped into a novel, which right. I think is probably where some people find some difficulty with the structure because it it can come across a little choppy, and it's just a ton of like flashbacks and telling what did happen versus the the main action of the present in the story. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and I did read that it was inspired by a poem or some poetry that he read, but I, I can't remember which one. <laughs> but I did, I did. Roland to the Dark Tower came. 
Yeah, that's right. I, have you guys read the poem? Um, it's in one of the books, so I read it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember which book it was. Probably the last one. Yeah. No, I yeah. I'm sorry, Summer. Go ahead. I was just saying, I don't remember which book. I'm just gonna go look it up online. I'm just curious, like, if ha if it will that's will that spoil anything for me if I read that poem? Well, it's always hard to look something up online too because you don't know mm. what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Well, that's why I've been avoiding because there were some things during in that book. I was like, did I understand that right? And I had tempt was tempted to go and read and find out, but I didn't want to be spoiled for that book or for any of the others. So. I think that's a lot of why I still feel confused and I may need to go back and reread some things, especially, although I started reading the drawing of the three and he gives a summary in the beginning of that, of kind of the, the events that happen that you might need to, to know to move on. So I don't know, but I felt like there was a lot packed into that conversation that I just didn't grasp a hundred percent. Cause I was waiting for them to start, you know, fighting. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't expect that though, because leading up to it, he tries shooting him over and over again. And it's like clear that it's not going to do anything, you know? So, I mean, but I really like that part where he sat down and he kind of told him his fortune because, you know, we don't know if he's just messing with them at this point. Like if he's really telling him his future and like, it's all very vague, like the cards that they show him. And the only, I believe the only thing you know for certain out of that is that when he mentions the dark tower, he says, you will reach the dark tower, hmm. you know? So, I mean, I really liked that whole scene. I thought it was, I thought it just really, it's, it sets you up really well for like the next book. Hmm. I even read a, a couple of places that some people recommend skipping the gunslinger. Mm, I don't see. You, I wouldn't do that. I, the one you probably could skip is when through the keyhole. And I know in the reading order that you set up for this, you put that in line between four and five. That's one is probably debatable. You could skip it or just tag it on to the end because it really doesn't advance the narrative of the series forward. It's just kind of a side story offshoot that. Well, there is one character in the Went Through the Keyhole, which makes it so much funnier if you know who the character is. When he mm. says, you know, so-and-so, I don't want to know my fortune. He says that in that book. And I just thought that was hilarious once I figured out who that character was he was talking about. Because I, I read um, it all through order, too. But I kind of wish I didn't because, I don't know, it would have been a lot funnier to read that after knowing who the character was. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. When you say some people say skip it, do you mean skip reading it and, like, get a summary of it? Or do you mean, like, skip it and just start with the drawing of the three? Um, I, I saw one article because uh, I was just kind of looking at looking information up about the guns without getting spoiled. And there was a few I found a couple of articles that say if you aren't enjoying it, just skip it and you're not going to miss a whole lot. So I wasn't sure if that was good advice or bad advice. I would say it's bad advice because, I mean, just look at the ending when he is talking to the Oracle and she talks about the three. And I mean, she I don't want to say, but I mean, you know. It's leading up. I mean, how could you skip that? You're not going to know where it comes from. Yeah. If you yeah. And like we meet some characters in this first book that 
I don't know. To you, to me, you need to meet them. You need to meet them when you do in the Gunslinger, to to, to get attached. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Is the best yeah. Way to that. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you guys. Absolutely. Do not skip this book. Mm -hmm. I think if for no other reason other than the one that Kayla's referring to and can't really say anything about. Um, yeah, there's a character you need to know from this book in order for it to have the impact later on. But I would also say uh, there's probably three kind of main tent poles of why you'd want to read The Gunslinger first. One, you get a sense of how powerful he is and what his capabilities are. That that scene in Tull where he kills 70 some odd people in a whole village that are out to get him shows you the his killing prowess. So I think you to to understand who he is and how I don't want to say infallible he is, but how powerful he is, you need that under your belt before you move on. Um, the second thing I would say is the uh, the the backstory with he and Cuthbert and Court and how he uh, you know gets his guns. I think that's good to know. You get other glimpses of younger Roland down the road, but it's always good to know your hero's origin story. I think. And the third thing that always stuck out with me, and this is the one thing that I really remembered years later before going back and rereading the book for the first time, was that talk at the end about scale in the universe and how, you know, we're all, you know, we could be one molecule or one electron in a molecule on a blade of grass. That's part of, you know, that right there, that's worth the price of admission for me coming into the gunslinger just that blew my mind when I read it the first time yeah. uh, and uh, and it also sets up what the tower is and uh, where we're going from here in terms of metaphysically mm -hmm. and I also got the impression too that um, that this is on a loop and I know some I know you veterans can't say anything about it but I have one of the tabs here that um, what hurts you once will hurt you twice this is not the beginning but the beginnings end you do well to remember that, but you never do. So it sounds like this is reoccurring, but again, you know. Uh, look at that see. look on Jeff's face. I'm looking at Kayla and Summer and seeing who's going to break so, first. <laughs> I know, because, so here's the thing though. In the, at the end of this, when the man in black, when he's talking about him, he talks about, you know, he's, he's been other people in his life. You know, he's, he's, he's met him before. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like me when we were making Jeff watch dark Yeah, and I couldn't say anything. <laughs> funny. Yeah. So it's Stacy, did you pick up on that? No, I think that was part of that conversation. I think I need to reread. I did not. Pick up on now. That. I was so confused. I think I need to read the version you all read. I, I need to. I think I had an older version. Yeah, that's the one. That's the see. I read version. Maybe. Okay. Like this where's my one? Well, that I think what Summer has. That's like the newest, okay. newest. Yeah. Hmm. But this is from like the series. I have like the whole series. They all like match because it was mm -hmm. going to drive me crazy. That's what I have. Not Mine do not match. Mine are all over the place. I have paperback, hardback. <laughs> I think the action, I think all of you, if you hold up yours again, that, that one with the matching set and the one that Summer has, I think those are essentially the same. 
that's post the 2003 revision. Mm -hmm. The really older versions are pretty hard to find right now. I think I, the one I have actually, I caught the front of it on something in the bottom, like the bottom this much of the first like 75 pages got ripped out. Uh, can't reread that one, unfortunately, but it, uh, it's, I think all of you are reading the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Unless Brandy, you got something even older well, than that. I think I have a, a Kindle version that I got from somewhere that's, um, because even the chapters just kind of ran into each other. Like somebody took an older, I don't know, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how I got it, but it, it just didn't. It didn't match up to what Steve has. That's very possible. Then you you somehow got your hands on an older version of it, so that's good. I mean, Interesting. I do I do want to try to track down the older version the someday and read that again. The first one's just the tower, right? And it's got like a black, like a dark background, because that's the one. That was the first one I read, and I think I had this. Go ahead, Kayla, sorry. I just think, I think if I'm remembering it right, <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it was just like the silhouette of the tower and it had like a dark, like blue background. Was that, was that a hardback, Kayla? Or was that a paperback edition? That was a paperback. It was from my library. So that was the, that was the first one I, I read from. Mine, mine was the Signet, um, the Signet paperback released probably in the mid nineties, I think. I don't remember what was on the cover. I remember it was purple and black, but um, but then I do have for book two, you know, for book two and four, I've got like a nice trade paperback version that have really great artwork in them, like paintings that were done by people. Uh, so there's a there's a bunch of different versions out there, and I'm sure real uh, tower junkies know exactly which versions and when they came out. And, yeah. Yeah, the second yeah. and third I read were the illustrated ones, and I really like that. Yeah. Those well, I know mine was off for sure, too, because I had from the library gotten uh, the audiobook, and it has the cover that Summer has, the, the audiobook. So I was kind of trying to do an immersion thing, and it was just not matching well, It wasn't up. adding up. Yeah, so I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back before I move on. Okay, or you could, or you could go back after you move Later. on, and that <laughs> That's why might I was excited. serve you very well. Um, yeah. That might, if you if you find the new version and read it after book seven. Or, yeah, I feel like once you guys read the whole series, you're going to want to read this book again. Okay. Yeah, hmm. interesting. I, this time I listened to the audiobook version as well. Speaking of the audiobook version, and that's got a whole history behind it too. Book one was narrated by George Goodell. Then books two through four were narrated by Frank Mueller, who is probably, arguably, the ultimate audiobook narr narrator. He is really? amazing. He did the audiobook for The Green Mile uh, and several other things. And unfortunately, he got in a motorcycle accident before book five came out. <clears throat> and so, and there's, a, there's a foreword, I think, in book five about him and his motorcycle accident yeah. foundation that King set up for him. And he's since passed away. And then I think George Goodell finished the audiobooks. So yeah. uh, both of them are so talented. I, these audiobooks are some of my favorite audiobooks that have ever been produced. Yeah, he hmm. said that Frank had that true sound and that true voice that he wanted people to hear, like for the books. So 
Yeah. I haven't, I actually didn't listen to the, the only one I listened to was Songs of Susanna, which he didn't even do the one, the audio for that one, so. I think that one's back to George Bridell, mm -hmm. who did the, the first one. Uh, and then except for Wind Through the Keyhole, which I think King did himself, which is interesting. Oh, oh wow. wow. So and, Jeremy uh, brought up some really good points earlier um, in the comments here. And one of them is the boy. He said that he really likes the trope with the cowboy-like person um, kind of helping the younger person like in The Mandalorian. What did you guys think? I, I know that there's like some important part for that whole relationship there, but it was constant during the whole time he was with them, that constant foreboding, like, you know that this kid is not going to be there the whole time. It's like, how is this going to happen? You three who read it, I'm sure rereading it, you already know what's going to happen. But Brandy and Steve, what did, how did you feel when you're reading that part? Because for me, the whole time is like, okay, how long is this kid going to last? <laughs> what's going to happen here? Because there's a lot of foreshadowing. Um, you know, Stephen King does not tell you, hey, this kid's going to live forever. And then, you know, he doesn't. You know that, that he's going to ultimately have to. Something's going to happen. You don't know how. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was going to be like a buddy story the whole time. I thought they were going to go together. I didn't know yeah, I'm they were going to be separated. Yeah. But I did, like I said, I did wonder if they were the same person and it was like a a, a time, like a loop that's happening over and over and they're overlapping or something. But I think Dark really messed like, Steve up. He thinks everything's a loop now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think everything is a time loop now. I should have never seen that. I should have never watched it. That's funny. And uh, and speaking of Jeremy, uh, he did mention that uh, the scene killing all the people in the village reminded him of Westworld, and I thought of that too during that scene when he was just he killed the whole village. Huh. And spread book joy's question about um, the Man in Black being uh, flagged from the stand. I can't remember if it's expressly said in the Gunslinger, but uh, spoiler alert: that is that is true. So. Um, this antagonist runs throughout Stephen King's books, and many of his books have connections to and kind of tie in to the Dark Tower. I'm really excited about that. I haven't read all of Stephen King's books, but I'm excited to kind of see those connections. Um, that's one of the things that I like about Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere, right? You, you, you have to have read his books to really pick those up. You don't miss them if you haven't read all of his Cosmere books. But as a reader of read, reading all of them, when those small characters or small hints come in, you feel like, oh, I caught that. So I'm excited <laughs> about that with The Dark Tower. I, feel, I want to feel elite. <laughs> I want to be in the cool club. <laughs> yeah, this is my first Stephen King book, so... I wasn't sure what to expect. I know no, that's so crazy. Place to start. <laughs> yeah, I figured I might as well start here. So, well, don't judge King by this book, please. Right. Yeah, he wrote it when he was a sophomore in college. He he maybe has tweaked his craft a little bit since then. Yeah, there was a, a certain scene, and we posted it on the forum. Whatever, and Kayla, I think you meant you commented on it, and uh, it wasn't in. It wasn't. In, I don't think it was in your version. Um, when the gunslinger appears to put the gun somewhere. Oh. Um, 
that's in Toll. That's right before he slaughters everybody. Yeah, so that was, was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it might have been in my book, but not where you guys... I was, yeah, I was clutching it. pearls on yeah. that scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> what? My delicate sensibility. Yeah, my, del my delicate sen after I, After reading Beyond Redemption, then nothing bothers me, but... Yeah, I was like, wow. Look at that. But have you noticed all the women, all the women, it seemed like, wanted to have sex with him? I mean, even the witch is like begging him for more, you know? And <laughs> you must be a sad muffin. A sophomore in college. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Especially if he's writing it as, as a semi-autobiographical -auto or wish-fulfillment character. He's like, yeah, the ladies want me. <laughs> Even the ones he doesn't want. Like, he seems turned off by all these women, but he still, yeah. you know, still takes care of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get information. Just to get to the end. <laughs> yeah. Taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that, I kind of took that as like they're they're tempting him in some kind of way, like they're it's a, like a test is the way I kind of took it. But again, I know you vets can't say much, but uh, Jeremy had a comment. This book did not meet my expectations because the gunslinger didn't throw his guns at people, and two, the man in black wasn't Johnny Cash. <laughs> guns are Will Smith. Stable, okay, he can't be just throwing them anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, spread he did Joy hit has... a few people with his guns, though. Yeah, yeah. He did, right? Yeah. <laughs> he did other interesting things with his guns. Yeah, Spread Book Joy has. Uh, he did more than shoot. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spread Book Joy has the 90, 1997 edition purple. It might be a UK version. I'd mm -hmm. be curious to see how different all the versions are. So it's funny you brought, you guys brought this. This is not a gunslinger related thing, but. Um, Daniel Barnett, the author of the Nightmareland Chronicles, he had tweeted a while back that he thought that the stand, the original cut version of the stand is better than the uncut version by Plague by Vision. And um, and so he challenged, he sent out like, you know, I'm just comment. And I was like, challenge accepted. I'm going to read the cut version. And I could not find that book anywhere. And it's funny that here Brandy is like, I can't even tell which version. <laughs> And I'm like, I would die to have two versions of the book so I can compare them. But I can't even by accident find the cut version of the stand. I finally found one and it's like in terrible condition. And I'm like, it's readable. I'm going to read it. But it's just, that's funny that that Brandy got accidentally stuck with the unpublished, no longer published I, version yeah, of that know. book. Yeah, look at you. Fancy. It's like constant readers out there dying to get their hands on that. And Brandy just tumbles into it. Well, I was, I was sure. I think I, you, you saw the page that I was reading, and, and I was, I was asked, did you, did you read this page? And you're like, that's not in my book. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're wondering what's going on. Yeah. And speaking of constant readers, Maza is a, a big Stephen King fan. Um. He's hosting in the third book. Yes. No, the I'm, I'm hosting Wizard the third book. Oh, uh, I forget what I think it's the fourth book. Third book is uh, Wastelands. Oh, yeah, Stacy has wasted. That's me. I'm doing that one. There's still one available. Maza is hosting yeah. his favorite. Is that correct? So the oh, Wizards and Glass. Yes. He loves Wizards and Glass, yeah. 
It is funny though when oh, yeah. he, I saw a comment come up that said that it felt like Roland was telling the story himself. And actually, when you think of it, the the narrative structure of this story not much happens in the present. It's all about telling stories. So if you think about where this book narratively starts and ends, he's walking in the desert. He finds the way station with Jake. He and Jake have their little adventure there with the, the demon in the wall. They move on to the mountains. There's the scene under the mountains with the slow mutants. There's the train track. And then there's the, uh, oh, and the speaking demons before they move hit the mountains. But, um, yes. and then the talk <laughs> at the end. All the rest, I'd say probably more than half the book is all someone telling someone else a story. In fact, the whole beginning of it is this whole, he's in the desert, he feels woozy, he, he reaches around, and then he remembers back to meeting Brown the farmer. And then he remembers telling Brown the story of Tull. And then in the story of Tull, Allie tells him the story of Nort and the, and the man in black coming. So it's like, zoom out, story zoom out. A story. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's zoomed back in slowly and we kind of work our way back into Brown and then he and you know the, the mule dies and then we get back to finally where he's in the desert and he's moving on and that's when he finds Jake at the way station. So and then even with Jake it's a lot of telling stories back about his childhood and remembering Hacks the Cook and all of that. So it's very little actually moving the story forward. It's all kind of backstory and storytelling. Hmm. That clears a lot of stuff up. Yeah. I was hoping after talking <laughs> with, with all of you is. that it would make a little okay. bit more sense. And there's another spot I have here, and I, I mentioned about um, the boy and him, and the and Roland being the same person. But uh, he had become the boy; the boy had become him. He had become a werewolf in his own making. So I thought that's why I was thinking it was the same. There, I don't know. I, I was really confused after this one. I was see those sure are anything. some of the things too where I was like, what? Oh, and I, and I, at one point I was like, okay, some. Sometimes this is going to make sense. I'm gonna stop trying to understand it and just right. yeah, you gotta you, yeah, you just need to keep going mm -hmm. because it does because I, I don't know it's left confusing, but it's like you know you're gonna get those answers. So because I had a lot of questions when I finished this book, but I just I was like, it's King. He's gonna answer these questions. Okay, he's gonna give it eventually. Let us know what's going on. So um, yeah, I didn't find that frustrating because I I knew eventually. <laughs> you get to it. Yeah. Stacy, what did you think about were you were you did you enjoy the confusion or were you frustrated? Um I I don't think I was frustrated with the confusion because again I knew I mean I'm one of the lucky ones that going into this I know there are several books and I'm eventually gonna get answers. And I've heard so many people say, hey don't judge the series based on the gunslinger. So I didn't let those things frustrate me. I just don't know how much of this I'm going to remember when I'm going into the other books. So is there going to be things that I'm missing? Because I don't remember that one line in the gunslinger. So now that Jeff has said, hey, this may be a book you want to read at the beginning, but then circle back and read again at the end. So I, I'll pick up on some of that the second time reading it. Yeah. I got frustrated because I seriously felt like I didn't go anywhere in this book character didn't achieve anything and so that was like i said it was a it was um it was a three-star book until the end and i was like what what was the purpose of this now 
there was purpose to it. I got to know who Roland is. He's my protagonist moving on into the series. Um, I got to know what the world was like. Uh, you know, I got a little bit of what this man in black is. I'd say very little because there's obviously much more to that character that you, you're only given a very glimpse of. I just wanted, I had expected a book where you're chasing after someone either don't catch up with them or when you catch up with them, there's got to come to some kind of conflict, especially someone he thought he had a real beef against. Right. It wasn't just like this mysterious character. He wanted to have a conversation with. He was upset and he was like, I'm going to kill him. And then he meets him and it's like, let me read you your picture. Sit down, have dinner. <laughs> That's a good point, Stacy. Maybe it, Maybe in the end, we need to ask ourselves, did he really have the conflict with the man in black? Or is he having the conflict with something or someone else? Maybe he's having a conflict with himself. Like he, he sees, we see, you talked about the, the foreshadowing of what he's going to have to do to Jake in both the stories he tells about leaving his mates behind and, and then the story about uh, sacrificing David the Hawk. So, and King is great at this. Steve, Stephen King will tell you this is the ending, like this is going to happen. And then it's up for us to go have this like little knot of dread in our stomach, like, oh no, I like that character. And it's more about like, is this the moment? Is this how it happened? Is this, yeah. and you sort of get that play out. But in, as part of this, he's struggling, he's struggling with that. And he's kind of knows he's this like ever moving, like shark type character, just constant forward motion, one goal, and he's in the past, he's sacrificed everybody he's loved, everything. And he doesn't like that about himself. And he's asking, you know, maybe he can change that about himself. In fact, he has that one moment of doubt with with Jake when they're in like that uh, underground train station. And he asks, he, he starts to think, well, could, could I maybe go train this boy? Maybe we'll take a pause and I'll train him and I'll have another gunslinger with me and then we'll pick up the, the tower chase but then he doesn't. So maybe the conflict all along is not with the man in black. Maybe it's with himself. He's this being that he doesn't really like, but is too stubborn to change. Dang it, Jeff. Just make too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to raise my review or my rating now, because now you said that, I'm starting to like the book a little more. <laughs> And that yeah. moment that with Je with Jake, where he started to question, that was when I started to like Roland. That was when I was like, okay, he's he's got some redeemable quality. Because after Toll, I was like, oh, <laughs> but that was the moment where I was like, there's something there that I want to find out more about. And he obviously had a very his past was filled with a lot of regrets, a lot of tragedy. And, and and very hard decisions that he had to make. You know, there's something that's led him to the point where he's at, and and you want to unpackage that. And and in the gunslinger, you only get so much. And so that was, you know, I think his character is one of the driving forces to be like, I've got to pick up the next book. And I'll tell you guys, it was really hard for me not to move on to the second book right away, despite giving two stars to the gunslinger. I think that says a lot about what is in that book and you when we talked about whether or not you should skip it i'll be honest with you having not read the other books i would have been one of those people that said yeah if you just read a summary that's probably all you need you, you need to know who roland is and you need to know 
a few other things in the book, but do you need the whole thing? Probably not. But having heard what you guys have said, how much is in that book that you haven't, you don't yet know where it's leading to, it makes me even more excited about the, the what I have, the journey I have yet to make for this series. Well, I just want to say that the gunslinger is my least favorite in the series and uh, the drawing of the three is my favorite. But I'm curious because reading the gunslinger for the second time, now that I know what I know, I felt differently about it. I enjoyed it more, even though I still I still bet it's going to be my least favorite. So we'll see. Well, that's encouraging. That's your least favorite because it was, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I did feel bad for the poor mule too. The mule was, yes. that was kind of rough. Yeah. Well, he ended up being lunch, right? So. Yeah, Bar Brown would make good use of him. Yeah, mm -hmm. it won't be. It won't be wasted. And the crow got the eyes, I think. So. Yeah. I think uh, Jeremy has a, a wink and a nod. Maybe Stephen King believes we are all one in the universe. All one in the universe. All one in the universe. Stephen King believes we are all one in the in, in the universe. So is that a nod to your theory, Steve? That Jake and and Roland may be the same. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in Stacy's camp too. As I I was a little confused, but I'm excited to continue. So, I think that's kind of it. That's. Kind of what this was set out to be is like an introduction and i'm it, you know the the things that you that you all told me before we started is just hang on it gets better it's and then the the size also helps because it wasn't a huge a huge book so it's funny because under 300 pages now it's like oh 300 is nothing i know right after all the fantasy you read yeah it was nice to have a break Stacy, you mentioned you mentioned the world, uh, and I'm curious how uh, new people approaching this discovered the world. Because for those three of us that have been through this, we it's now kind of commonplace to understand that it's this mismatch of Old West and King Arthur legend, and you know all this atomic power and all this stuff. But what, as you were discovering the world pieces at a time. What were your thoughts as you went through it? And what are your thoughts on the what the world is now? Like, what is this world? So, well, at first I thought it was, you know, a fantasy type world, that this is just a non-Earth place that's got some aspects similar to Earth. Because I literally do not know anything. I'm not, I'm not seeing the movie. I don't know anything about the dark power. Movies um, haven't thrown anything for it. <laughs> I've heard that, which is why I've avoided it, especially because I eventually wanted to read the books. But then you get sort of hints that this is more of an Earth-like place. So is it, it's obviously after our world today because the Hey Jude. Um, and then, so it's not a Western world, you know, from back in the day. And then there were like some, um, you know, I think he brought up phones or I don't remember. And then when he meets Jake, you know, Jake is coming from a New York. So it's like, but he where did he come from? He said he just woke up in this place. So there, I could tell there was something more to this. So I was thinking multiple universes, you know, that there's portals somewhere and maybe these three doors that he's going to come to are going to be portals to other places. Um, that's why I'm excited 
I don't think that you really got to know what this world is in Gunslinger at all. I think you got a glimpse of the possibilities of what this world could be. Um, but you're only really told what, what the world is, where the Gunslinger is at that moment in the story. And, er and every piece of that story is different. Like where he, when, he, when you get his backstory with how he becomes a Gunslinger, the visuals to that place is completely different than the desert, than the mountains. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, mines under this mountain and, and you know, it's, it's every um, story within here had a completely different um, aesthetic. And so in such a small book, that's was it was well done, but it was it was almost like he brushed the surface on purpose to just tell you the possibilities. Look at how many different places he explores in this one book. But I got kind of the feeling at first it was is this post-apocalyptic, you know, nuclear war, turn the world into this like desert. And then it's like when you meet Jake, it's like, oh, this isn't maybe this isn't Earth at all, or maybe it's just a possibility. I was just I was confused, but excited. <laughs> So I, I can't tell you how I feel about the world now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was kind of wondering if it was like purgatory or something. You brought that up. What what made you think that? What did you read that made you think, oh, this is, is it just because maybe just Jake had, like had died? Was, yeah. And, but I just felt like it was kind of um, like, I don't know. I just got the feeling that it was, it wasn't earth. It wasn't like. I don't know. That's just where my mind went. Like, are they like in some kind of holding place mm -hmm. or because there's earthly, like the hamburgers and there's earthly things or, or I don't know. Well, when, just, when Jake said he died, right. Did yeah. he say he died? Yeah. He said the man in black pushed him in front of a car. Right. Yeah. That, so that's when I thought, okay, maybe that's like a, like a purgatory type of place. Mm -hmm. So that's where my mm -hmm. mind went and it was like a wasteland and you, you shouldn't venture into certain places. You people never come back. They talk about passing through, or didn't? Um, wasn't there a part where the the man in black was passing through, or I, I was wondering, passing through purgatory, or hmm. on his way to where? Like, I, I don't know. I'm so confused. I was confused. <laughs> I I need to go back over it because you guys are bringing up things I I think I missed. And uh, Spread Book Joy says the references that match ours, like Hey Jude and the Gas Bump, that ends up being worshipped by a cult. The Amico Gas Pump, by the way. <laughs> well, when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago, we were driving through, I don't even remember where we were, but we saw an Amico. And I, you know, my husband hasn't read it, so I was kind of laughing to myself because I was the only one in the car that would know. But yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I didn't even think there were Amicos anymore. There are. <laughs> it's almost like this place is where things go to die. Hmm. You know, like, hey, Jude is a you know, fairly old song. And, you know, Amico is very, is uh, gas obviously is not something that exists in this world anymore, but the gas station does. I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to think that maybe Steve and Brandy have something there. I like how uh, what Jeremy said in the comments there about uh, Stephen King wanted to write a fantasy like Tolkien, and that that's true. Like he's he's made it clear that this was kind of his love letter to uh, Lord of the Rings, and there are even allusions. Um, he talks about coming to the end of uh, or coming to Midworld, 
which has a very like token-esque sound to it. So yeah, he's made it no secret that he, he was in love with uh, the world of the hobbits and all of that while he was writing some of this. I think in his introduction, he said too, that if he didn't write it, if he didn't put it down and come to it later, it probably would have sounded a lot more like uh, Tolkien's The Dark, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, the Tolkien trilogy. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of glad because I don't know if I would have liked it so much if things were, if there was like wizards and, but you know, where he's like, there's this, this whole theme of the story where he's just moving forward towards the tower and that there are those aspects where I feel like all you're seeing is them walking and then it does make me think very much like the Lord of the Rings where you're just walking <laughs> and you had some, you know, you have some food and then you're just going to keep walking. I mean, I didn't read the whole, the whole story because it just, there was literally just too much walking and I was, <laughs> I, I got real uh, tired of it, but um, yeah, there were point like, it's sprinkled through where it's like, I can kind of see where his, the Tolkien um, inspiration, I guess, is in. And uh, Spread Boy Joy uh, commented, Jake says at the end, there are other worlds than these. Did anybody I was going to say, did anybody else cry when they read that part with what was happening? I mean, I cried when he died. <laughs> but I'm a I big just thought. I thought yeah. that line, when he said that line, and it just, it broke my heart because, you know, he had to let him go, so. That was a, that was a good scene, though, I thought. The boy, Jake. And again, so, uh, so drawn out. Jake knew it was going to happen. We, the reader, were hoping it wouldn't happen, right. but... And, and Jake tried so much to like, Jake was ticked off about it and he hated the gunslinger for a while. And then he tried to leave him. Now you, you go ahead, you go ahead. I'm gonna, I'll be okay. You know, he tried to get out of it, but he still kind of went along with his fate and uh, and met his fate. But then with a with a bit of a philosophical, you know, I've, I've died once and I, I got here. So yeah, mm -hmm. something more for me. Uh, and Jeremy also commented, one part of the book reminded me of The Matrix because of the idea of the place to pass through to get to somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, the death was drawn out, but when he did die, I was like, that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it did go quick. Like it that is a quick scene. Like it goes from they're they're on that train track just kind of hopping over the rotten ties and and uh and all of a sudden creek snap, Jake's hanging, and that's goes like, Oh, gotta go. Yeah, he's yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go to the man in black <laughs> right over there. For okay. a second there if he's gonna save him. You know, you because you, they're, they're, you know, you're like, is this it? Is this it? Because you, you made me think it was it a couple times before. <laughs> so it happened quick, but I think it's because we were kind of waiting for the gunslinger to say, okay, no, this is, I'm going to save you. You know, this isn't the time. And so when it happened, I was like, part of me was, you know, upset. 
Uh, and the other part of me was like, yeah, that's it. But I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, and the whole, um, there was another allusion to that earlier. Was it earlier on? Oh, the, the car. So, you know, it's later. It's kind of almost like a post shadow when he pulls um, one of the cards is the hanging man when he's getting in. You're wondering, was that have to do with what just happened in the uh, in the mine with Jake? So it was kind of hmm. some interesting things there. And I'm wondering if Jake is in a character that we meet again, because I got the impression that that wasn't the last we we're going to see of him. So I'm I wasn't so sad because I feel like we're going to see him again. I like seeing everyone's reaction, all the, the three, the three who are there. Look at their facial expressions. Kayla has the best poker face. You she does. Two. She does. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the discussion. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, so uh, there were references to crucifixion, so I was thinking that there would be more to it. Definitely, and definitely the, the sacrifice analogies were, were brought in. And I think even at one point, the man in black teases him about being the David or the, the Isaac to his Abraham or something like that, uh, which the gunslinger doesn't get. But anybody who knows our version of the Bible, which seems to be a bit of a shared version of the Bible, because Sylvia Pittston is teaching the Bible and, and teaching about the man Jesus. But for some reason, Roland doesn't remember that story about where Abraham was called upon to sacrifice Isaac, uh, but doesn't. He gets a reprieve at the end. Uh, God was testing his faithfulness, and Abraham was going to go through with it, but, but then God sends another sacrifice at the very end. So again, maybe setting us up for, ooh, we need to have Jake's you know, clutch from the jaws of death at the very end. Last not to be. And uh, Jeremy says, yes, and I agree. Great poker faces here. I would watch you guys play online poker. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd lose all my chips right away. <laughs> I imagine this is difficult to have this conversation and trying to just talk about something, this book, which has so many allusions to what is going to happen in the rest of the series and not go there. Yeah, For sure. Because when, yeah, when Kayla was talking about, you know, connecting it with Tolkien, I wanted to say all these things, and I thought, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to, to read the other books and have more discussions with you guys. It's going to be fun. I think this Thank is going to be a really fun series to, to do a group read on because so many, you've got new people who are brand new to it, and then you have people who have been there, done that. And so it makes, I, I'm telling you, I, I was not happy with Gunslinger, but now I feel better about it after having these conversations. <laughs> I mean, I never, because I, I mean, I'm not super picky, or at least I don't feel like I am when I read books. And like I said, I, I always enjoyed this book, but I mean, I guess I know where you're coming from, where it was like, nothing really happens. Like there's no big scene in the end, like, you know, or anything like that. So I could, I guess I can understand in that sense that this book really doesn't have much going on. But I mean, like I said, I still think it's meant to be read. Um, I mean, maybe if like maybe books one and two were meshed together or something, but even, I don't know, because book two, it's, it's going to flow and it's going to make sense. But I just feel like the atmosphere of that book is just so much, it's just drastic in comparison. You know, I feel all of his books are very drastic from the last one that you, yeah. you almost feel like you're reading just something completely different with like the same characters. 
That's mm -hmm. cool. That's that's actually something I, I would enjoy, especially for a long series. It's one of the reasons why um, I haven't really gotten into The Wheel of Time, because I just felt like every book was just an extension. An extension. There were things that happened, but I didn't. It took a while before I felt like the characters actually did much changing. And so if the environment had changed drastically, that would have allowed would have made it more interesting to continue to follow the characters. So I'm excited now to hear that this one is maybe like that. So and if you think about the publication of, of this series, there was there were big gaps between particularly the first five books. Um, so he he was continuing to become a, a better writer. He was continuing to become more of Stephen King, the brand. Uh, so the gap between the first book and the second book is huge. Like by the time the second book came out, he was firmly Stephen King. Uh, and he was the Stephen King of the 80s that you think about and know about in all the 80s, the big 80s movies and things like that. And then there were just these big gaps and frustrating gaps for the fans because, you know, some of these things kind of end off on, I want more, I want more. And then he had his uh, his car accident where he was hit by a car and he finished the series up very quickly because I think his mortality became very present in his mind. In fact, at one point he said in an interview that once he finished The Dark Tower, he was retiring, he was done writing. So he felt like he had to get it out, get it done and, and then be done with it. Because I think he thought like, what if I died during that, you know, when I got hit by the car, this series would have been left unfinished. Right. So. Uh, so it's it, in, so you mentioned Stacy the recap at the beginning of book two. Well, that was because this was it was pre-internet. This was pre you know getting on a podcast or a YouTube video to see a recap of the last book. Uh, it was before the world moved on, as they say. But they uh, but so that recap was very helpful for people that maybe it had been five or six years you know before they since they read the last book. Hmm. So that's. That's, I would use that for that, not as a way to skip a book. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And this is why I love doing group reads because after this conversation, I view, I see this book in a whole different way. So, so it's, and especially something like this, it's such a long series of, if I wasn't reading with, with other people, I may not continue, so. You better continue, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I have to know. Yeah. I think we're gonna in trouble if we don't. Yeah, I have to. They'll they'll have pitchforks and those. <laughs> uh, so so Jeff, I have a question for you. Um, how much had the Dark Tower influenced your writing? Huge, huge. Uh, I think if you uh, after you read this series and you go back to the Indian saga, you will see that that is really a love letter to to this series as well as the Talisman. Um, and I don't think I knew it as much at the time as I, now that I've done some rereads and I go back and, oh my gosh, I was really uh, channeling, uh, maybe, uh, alluding to some of some of the things that, uh, but th this series was 100% on my mind when writing the first champion book. I mean, hmm. Jim has a, Jim and Park have these Old West revolvers uh, yeah. that are kind of their magical weapon. Uh, that, that is 100% uh, an illusion uh, or a reference to Roland in the Dark Tower and the Gunslingers. Um, so, yeah, and I think when I wrote um, this paper, World, was, this series was only up to about book four. 
so I'd read through The Wizard and Glass, maybe book five around that time. I'd have to go back and look at the timeline, but uh, but it 100% heavily influenced me. This is my, I will say, I will say for the record, Dark Tower is my absolute favorite book series ever. Wow. Really? 100%. I can't, I can't say that. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it even more because I'm sure I miss so much, but um, it's the most unique. I will say that there's things that happen that I haven't experienced in any other series, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I can, I definitely cannot say it's my favorite. So. You can't leave us hanging summer. What's your favorite series? <laughs> You know, well, now I have to think about it because I've never been asked that before. I mean, A Song of Fire and Ice, I know it's not finished, but oh my gosh, absolutely love that. I got lost in that world and loved all the characters, loved to hate them, you know, loved to love them. So I don't know. Kayla, is this your favorite series, The Dark Tower? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm still digesting it too, because I just, just finished the, the very last book. So it's still something I think about often. But um, when what comes to mind are old series I read when I was a kid. So I kind of have just nostalgic connections to yeah. the older series. So I don't know. I'd really have to like just sit down, sit down and like think of all the series I've read. But this is definitely one I plan on rereading. And, and, you know, like I said, it's just so much. There's just so much in, in this series. Hmm. Oh. I think that so is Matt the hardest question, asking their anybody their favorite series. Because I yeah. have books that are my favorite that are part of a series, but the series itself would not necessarily be my favorite. Mm. So yeah. I think that's already just a tough question. Mm. And I want to read this now because, Jeff, you say it without no equivocations at all that this is your favorite. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see where this goes. I may have to start book two today, even though I have oh. so many other books I'm supposed to be reading. <laughs> yeah. The Sorry. I'm ask a question. So, so Matt, that's my that's my brother Matt Lane. He puts in a phrase there, "katet." Was that for you three new people? Is, is that was that phrase in the Gunslinger? Do you remember seeing that he phrase before? Ka. I don't know if he talked about "katet," but he does talk about "ka fate." I guess is what it's supposed to yeah. be, or unless that's what I gather from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a sounds like one of those jokes we'll get later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, look, we'll, we'll look back and, and get a kick out of it, I'm sure. It'll be interesting to see if when, when we get to the end or even the middle, how we revisit the Gunslinger, how differently we review it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it again. Well, here's okay. This is super, version. super random, but this is for the ones who've read it. There's a reference in here about Blue Heaven. And I just wanted to know if that was in the older versions that hmm. you guys read. I can't. I can't imagine it was. I don't think so because he, he not only did he say blue heaven, but also Agul Siento. Like he's very. It was. It felt so shoehorned in when I heard it yeah. this time around. I was like, that's yeah. that's okay. got to be an after edition. Because it, that comes so much later that I was like, was this really here this whole time? Like, was it just one of those random little things he knew he wanted to keep? But okay, that was like that's just. Yeah, you guys wouldn't know, but. I was just really curious about that very specific part. 
Brandy, do you remember that? Do you, um, no. do you remember in your version, was there any mention of Blue Heaven or Aguilciento? I, I think I recognize Aguilciento. Okay, maybe it wasn't there. Maybe. I don't know. I'll go back through it, though. That sounds familiar. Hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it was there the whole time. There's so much. Yeah, there is. Well, I, I want to thank all of you for coming along the journey with us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to it. I, I know it's a big ask to read eight books in eight months. So thank you guys for, for agreeing to come along the ride. And we all know you have a ton of books to read, and it's not easy to squeeze in more. But I appreciate you guys coming along with us. So it's going to be fun. Well, can, I the, can I ask the three in the in the panel that have read this before? I was going to throw this out on the um, on the forums, but I was going to wait until we had this discussion. Should we read? Uh, should we put "Wind Through the Keyhole" in its in the order the way it is now, or should we wait and plop that in at the end? What What are your opinions on that? I read it at the end, um, but that's because I didn't know about it when I was, hmm. was reading it. So it was just all of a sudden like, oh, there's this, this book, where does it fit? You know? Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me. I'll, wherever you guys want to have it. What do you think, Kayla? Um, well, I actually read it in order where it went and I wish I read it after <laughs> because hmm. of that character. So I would say after the series to read that one. So we, okay. we want to move just, uh, we want to move which one? Sorry. The wind through the, wind through the keyhole. keyhole. Yeah. He so wrote the, it. When, he wrote it after it was finished. So he wrote it. So he wrote the seven books. Then he wrote that book, and it's they call it book four point five because it sort of fits in between four and five. Um, but I vote against putting it there too, just because it's it's narratively it doesn't move anything forward, and there, it would put it. It's went through the keyhole, which is a flashback book. Or sorry, it's Wizards and Glass, which is a flashback book, and then this, which is another flashback book. I think that might slow us down a little bit if we kept it there yeah it's a story within a story so <laughs> story it's a story yeah. within a story within a story it's <laughs> yeah. a turducken of a story so you really have to like really focus i don't know maybe that was just how i felt but i felt like i really had to focus because i was getting confused on how many stories you went start getting into but um like i said the characters though i really i know i would have liked that book more if i knew about the characters after so oh. So move that to the very end. Is that the consensus? Yeah. Okay. I think so. And then, then the question, Steve, is: Do we revisit this book at the very, very end? Do we circle <laughs> around? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You're just trying to turn this into a whole year-long event. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to end ever, guys. Please. <laughs> no, we're just gonna start all over. Ever, forever, never. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll uh, I'll rearrange that on the schedule and we'll figure out uh, dates and stuff, but shouldn't be too much of a change. We'll just move everything up a month. So we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll post a new schedule here uh, on the thread. So awesome. Well, thanks everybody for, I'm well, sorry, Summer, go ahead. I was just going to say thanks so much for having us, for hosting this and starting this and everything. Thanks Are for you being brave? Yeah. So, uh, was it that bad summer? Were we? Uh, was it? Oh, no, no. Was... I just, I was just, I mean, I was like sweating and then I couldn't get in and it was, I was a mess. So yeah, it's been very nice. Uh, let's see. So we do have one 
uh, Wolves of Kala, or we don't have a host yet. So let me know if you want to host that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got serious all of a sudden. Well, I'm like, I'm like no. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. No pressure. I put in that form that if, if no one steps up, that I maybe I would. Like, it. I feel very uncomfortable saying that. But, like, if no one else will host that one, I mean, I guess. I guess. Don't, don't let us twist your arm, it. Kayla. I'm hosting, too. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. So that's still always awesome. way. Yeah, I still have so you still have a few months. It's it'll be in uh December, so you have some time to think okay. about it. <clears throat> but awesome. Well, thanks again, everybody, for coming by. Thanks to everyone who uh joined in the chat to chat with us. And uh, looking forward to book two. So the schedule is on the forum um for all the books, and I'll be rearranging went through the keyhole to uh drop that on the end. So I'll post the new dates up. But thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.